Hello everyone and welcome to the Comexus Cast, all the news you need to know from our box to yours. Today we're talking about the GDPR and its impact on ad prices. Hello everyone, I'm Matthew McGordy, the videographer and podcaster here at Chemexis, and today I am joined by the lead strategist at Chemexis, Phil Brooks. Good morning. And the paid placement specialist here at Chemexis, James Van Horn. Good morning. Also known as Jim, so we'll be calling you Jim all, all the show, hopefully. Uh, so today we're talking about an eMarketer report that discussed the impact of GDPR on ad prices, both in the EU and in the US. Uh, so for those of our listeners and those of our viewers who aren't really familiar with GDPR, though I'm sure if you've gotten a ton of uh, privacy policy update emails in the last couple of months, you've, you might have a, a faint hint of what it kind of is. Uh, Jim, could you give us just a little bit of background on it? Sure. Um, basically, in a nutshell, what it is, is it's to protect, to protect the user. Mm -hmm. So before cookies and different um, uh, tracking codes and pixels can be placed on a user session, so it would follow them around and it helped with things like remarketing or gathering user data to then target them in different outlets, uh, you know, obviously from an advertising uh, focus. But what GDPR did was in at least the European Union, which, uh, you know, eventually we can definitely see it's going global mm -hmm. since, I mean, as you said, the initial impact isn't that great from an advertising standpoint and people are learning how to advertise better to the end user. Mm -hmm. um, and really what happens in the end is you get a more focused target because mm -hmm. it's a lot of people that now have to opt in. So now what's required of any website in the European Union and even North American websites if they're marketing over, mm -hmm. to, the, over, the, over to Europe is there has to be plenty of opportunity for the user to opt out of being tracked. Mm -hmm. So much of this is coming in the forum, I'm sure anybody's seen it. If they've been on like a big website that's global, it's just a little drop down box, goes into a little bit more detail and says, if you want to opt out, you can opt out here. Mm -hmm. And at that point, everything behind the scenes stopped tracking that user. Mm -hmm. Now you still see it because, I mean, ultimately it boils down to um, anonymity. Mm -hmm. So you can still see the data and tracking platforms like analytics. Mm -hmm but they just won't show you things like IP address or try mm -hmm. to scrape any additional information about the user. So you can still report and track behavior and users on your website. Mm -hmm. You just can't get the in-depth information that you may have gotten before without their consent. Absolutely. Now, if they click okay, they're fine with it, or yeah, go ahead, place whatever cookies you want, then nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. um, the only other aspect that really affects websites is because of how conscious people are now about giving out to information, there has to be plenty of disclaimers saying that we're using it for this explicit purpose. Mm -hmm. So, you know, gone are the days of just having a little disclaimer at the bottom of a forum, mm -hmm. Phil, saying, please provide us your information, thanks and bye. You know, now it will have to read something like, we are gathering your information for use in marketing efforts and give them a secondary gateway to opt out again. Mm -hmm. So if they want to submit information to you for say like a quote on an auto dealer website, mm -hmm. that's fine. But then by them checking off, they don't want to receive marketing material or they don't want to be tracked any further, then all that stuff has to be wiped clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a really great um, example of this on a social media site, Tumblr. Um, so all of the social media sites, because their websites obviously have 
also had to update their privacy policies and, and stuff like that and the kinds of different data that they can track you. Facebook had this whole big thing where it popped up and said, hey, you know, this is exactly how we're using your data. This is how you can change all these things. But Tumblr, um, I know because I, I use the site pretty frequently, had a drop-down menu that contained probably 300 companies <laughs> where it was like you have to, and you had to opt out of each one individually <laughs> and then go to another page for the secondary layer and opt out of them again mm -hmm. um, for all of this stuff. Uh, so it just goes to show, you know, this is a, this is a really big thing um, that's definitely going to be affecting a lot of things, including having an impact on ad prices. So into the eMarketer uh, piece, so Ezoic analyzed CPMs for 126 different publishers to see how the GDPR may have affected their ad prices. 42 of them were from the EU and 42 of them were from the US. And Ezoic found that while ad prices had dropped in the EU following the GDPR enforcement on May 25th, um, they actually rose in the US. Uh, and since it went into effect, the watchdog overseeing the GDPR has received more than 1,300 complaints. Uh, and a lot of those are, you know, due to anxiousness that the GPR is creating among com company executives, you know, there's been a lot more uh, use of it in executive calls and, and different kind of board meeting uh, sort of things. So, Jim, can you go a little bit into, you know, how and why this would affect ad pricing the way that it has? Well, I mean, ad prices will definitely fluctuate because, especially when we talk about platforms like programmatic. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, programmatic platforms are there as a step up from something like traditional display advertising on Google or Facebook because you're paying to access data of users. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's additional enforcement that needs to happen. Um, you know, I guess primarily the biggest thing that would affect the cost of those platforms to go up for any advertiser is they now have to employ a data officer. Yeah. And it's not cheap. I think I saw that the average salary for that person is over between seventy and eighty thousand dollars. Oh man! So depending on the size of the company, mm -hmm. you may need more than one. Yeah. So when you're a large scale platform like that, or a data management platform like that, and you have to obviously pay for additional resources, that has to come out of somewhere. Mm -hmm. So yes, the ad prices went up, but again, it's just because of the security. So overall, it should benefit the advertisers, mm -hmm. and almost at least the my eyes what I'm seeing is wiping away all the garbage you know all the websites where maybe an ad appeared before that was you know maybe not the highest quality mm -hmm. you know or, or maybe had content that wasn't really relatable but you know they put their inventory up there so now they're eligible for ad placement the platform wants to spend the money, mm -hmm. so they'll place it there. Well, now those type of websites don't have the money to enforce GDPR. So if they're a global website, they're either going to take down their ad inventory altogether, or those websites are going to disappear. Mm -hmm. So that, again, will affect price because now you have the law of supply and demand. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of demand for advertising, but you have less supply in the form of reach and websites that you can advertise on. Mm -hmm. So that will affect it as well. Um, but honestly, I mean, for first party data from what we see, I've definitely seen an, seen, seen an increase in Facebook mm -hmm. ad cost, but not by too much. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about maybe going from 60 cents to 90 cents or mm -hmm. 90 cents to $1.20. Um, and much of that is probably due to Facebook is taking on the brunt of making sure everything's in compliance. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're not collecting data or you're not integrating some kind of third party API into the platform and you're just advertising, mm -hmm. then, I mean, since the onus is on them to get everything up to code, mm -hmm. then yeah, the 30, 40, 50 cent increase, mm -hmm. it's still lower than you'd ever get on something like paid search, yeah, you know, or affiliate marketing or banner marketing, and still get better results. 
Okay. So you mentioned, you know, obviously they're going to have to add these these data officers to the position. What about just the general loss in revenue from not buying, being able to monetize the data sharing that they're doing? So I mean, a lot of these a lot of these platforms, for example, you know, Facebook, you know, that's the majority of how they make their money is they simply just they compile all this data from their users and they sell it to other marketing companies. So, you know, that's a revenue stream that's also being lost when the switch gets turned on for GDPR. No, absolutely right. Yeah, and just one small note. Um, we the article also mentioned that in the EU, which you know we're primarily focused in the United States, um, but obviously you know there, there might be some people out there who are marketing to uh, the European Union. Um, they noticed that their ad rates went down a little bit, and that there were some companies that were not super happy with um, the returns they were getting and stuff like that. Um, but they did notice that in April it was actually lower than it is in June after the GDPR. So there is some expectation that you know that's going to recover a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so there you go. Uh, just a small note uh, at the end of our, our show here. Um, there was another eMarketer piece that I, I really liked that talked about you know users and their data sharing beliefs, specifically in regard to the GDPR and you know all the, all this advertising sort of things. Um, so Salathru polled 2,000 US internet users in May about their dating share beliefs. Most respondents were very uncomfortable with brands buying and selling their personal data, did not trust brands to keep that data safe, and believed their, that the US government should regulate, regulate how companies uh, can use it. And then there was also an April survey of 1,051 US adult internet users by Jan Rain, and 53% of respondents said they're not in favor of websites or apps using what they learn about them online to target ads. Uh, the only reason I bring this up specifically is because there are some studies that also were in this eMarketer piece from before the big Facebook controversy mm -hmm. that actually showed a lot lower numbers. So of course, you know, when, when big controversies like this are, are occurring, obviously people have a heightened awareness. Um, so what, what do we think about this? I, I would love to see the numbers on how many of those people surveyed, uh, how much they would pay for those services, given that they're no longer giving their data away for free. That is a very good point, Philip. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's one of those things where people at first did not realize probably how much data was being gathered by them and used by these different companies. Um, so obviously, you know, the Facebook Cambridge Analytica thing definitely opened some eyes. But also... Um, it, it amazes me how people just assume like, oh, this free service is not going to <laughs> going to be selling uh, my data uh, for use in advertising. And just the bandwidth and alone, <laughs> somebody's got to pay for that somehow. Yeah. No, you. There's one thing right. I just like to add on is that you know, Cambridge Analytica definitely opened a lot of people's eyes mm -hmm. about what can happen. But I think where the big misconception is even now is that there's still that anonymity, like how mm -hmm. data is collected. It's not like we can target Susan Smith. You know, mm -hmm. we can build a profile on Susan Smith and target people like, like that. Mm -hmm. But it's not like all of us advertisers are out there and we have a laundry list of people mm -hmm. with their name, their birth date, and this and that and the other. Um, it was one of those examples of worst case scenario made it into the limelight. Yeah. And, you know, now it's kind of taken and ran with it and saying, well, mm -hmm. this is what everybody does. And I think that's where the misconception comes in is that that was an app. That mm -hmm. was people entering their information mm -hmm. and then Cambridge not doing the ethical thing and selling it off. Yeah. You know, or if yeah, they should have had some kind of policy in there that said, we can use your data for this. Mm -hmm. Again, going back, that's what this GDPR is. Mm -hmm. Now that has to be there. So everybody's 1,000% aware of mm -hmm. what they're getting themselves into. Um, but yeah, I, I think as 
I mean, I expect the rates to go down only because everything's being brought into the light. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing in the shadows. And I think the more that people are continuing to educate themselves today's users, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll find that by electing this or taking this survey, they're not giving the house away. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just taking a survey and they might be supplying data that people can use, but it's only to help enhance their user experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'll always go back to this, you know, being in digital marketing, obviously I know how to identify ads versus organic mm-hmm. versus this and that and the other. Um, but I'll never forget, and it got me to be a customer, was when I was on, um, you know, a website where they kind of package up the household goods and they send them to you after you buy them. And they did retargeting on me on Facebook, and they showed all the items that I looked at. <laughs> so it was kind of like, a, hey, don't forget, you have this stuff you looked at, <laughs> you may want to buy the toilet paper now. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's things like that where it's meant to almost improve and streamline <laughs> your experience online. You know, it's not nefarious. <laughs> We're not all out here just trying to collect your data to sell <laughs> off to companies. Much of it is just to enhance the experience. It was just one bad example that was on a huge scale. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jim and Philip, for joining me on today's show. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode of The Comexus Cast. You can check us out for more on TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Apple iTunes Store to listen to us. And to view us, you can check us out as on our Facebook feeds and our social media feeds, as well as YouTube and the like. So thank you very much, and have a great day.